Hello, and welcome to the Bookish Banter Podcast, where we'll be sharing our opinions about our favorite books, authors, and bookish impulse buys. Follow along on our journey to finishing and sharing our endless TBR. Go ahead and subscribe, leave us a review, and follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at the Bookish Banter Podcast. Let's get started. This week's episode contains spoilers from The Little Paris Bookshop by Nina George, The Blue Bistro by Elaine Hildebrand. The Invernal Devices, The Mortal Instruments, and The Dark Artifices by Cassandra Clare, and The League series by Sherilyn Kenyon. Hello! How's it going, Tatiana? Oh, good. How are you, Kirsten? I'm good. Actually, it's really cold and rainy here today, so yeah. It's pretty uh, windy here today, but it's like nice. I think it's in the 60s or 70s. I'm, I'm not ready for spring. I'm not ready I'm for summer. I'm super jealous of that. well we'll get into this week's episode thank you guys for joining us um we are going to talk this week about our favorite series and our favorite standalone books are we excited i'm very excited you can go ahead and get started let's do our favorite standalone first so tell me your favorite standalone okay so my favorite standalone is the little parish bookshop it's by nina george it's very sad (laughs) so if you're looking for kind of like a sad moment highly recommend it's about this guy, Monsieur Perdue, who owns a literary apothecary. So it's basically this boat that's on the CN, I believe. And he, it's like this floating bookshop and people will come onto the, the little bookshop area. And he prides himself on being able to kind of like prescribe a book for people. So he can kind of look at them and understand what's going on in their life and then prescribe, prescribe a book that would help them but he can't do that for himself so he's kind of stuck in this weird moment where his lover left him like 20 years ago she was having an affair with him and so she left to go back to her husband she like left him this letter and everything and he was just like destroyed by it and so he wanted nothing to do with anything about love or her or even like the apartment they shared. He like sealed it off. It was like a whole thing. And then he has a new neighbor that moves in. She needs furniture. So he's like, you know what? I have a bunch of dusty furniture that's been hanging out for 20 years. You can use it. So he opens the door and it's literally a time capsule. And so he ends up finding this letter that she left him. And he reads it and basically it says, spoiler alert, that his lover was dying. So, I mean, it's 20 years later, so she's gone. And basically the letter says, hey, I'm dying. I'm going home to spend time with my husband and my family, but I want you there. I want you to be there in the end. And obviously he wasn't. So he's dealing with that guilt. And so the whole book is him like dealing with that guilt and meeting people along the way to basically he's going to where to her husband basically is like hey I'm the dude that your wife had an affair with and never showed up it was like a whole thing and so he's just traveling there and he meets a bunch of people and kind of brings himself back to life so he starts doing things that he loves remembering that you know there is a life to live yes it's hard it's difficult sometimes extremely painful but he just starts kind of come back to life it ends with him you know, meeting with a husband and the husband is like, punches him in the face. He's like, yeah, I know I'm the guy that, you know, slept with your wife. And he's like, no, like you abandoned her in the end. Like, that's why I'm mad at you. Uh, She wanted you here and you weren't here. I knew she loved me. I knew she loved you. It was like a whole thing. I was like, 
crying Bali. <laughs> just it's very like, intense. <laughs> it's a very intense book. So it's yeah. definitely one that deals with like grief and finding yourself and dealing with your issues and not just like crawling into a hole and hiding, you know, for 20 years and not dealing with things. So no matter how hard it, how hard it is, because in the end, honestly, him not dealing with it made it hurt that much more. So it was a great book. I loved it. I wouldn't say Monsieur Purdue is my favorite. There's a author, I believe his name is Max. And he's like this quirky, weird guy that he meets along the way. <laughs> he just kind of is like a stowaway on the boat. And um, he goes with him. He's like trying to hide from all of his fans. It's like, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, he wears this weird hat and these weird gloves and all these people are like copying him and like following him around Paris. And he's like, I need to get away. So he like hops on this boat with him and like takes off. It's really good. He's kind of a fun, quirky character and his, his arc is really great. And just like, so just warm and fuzzy and just cute. And yeah. so I love him, but uh, love a good side yeah. character. That's for sure. I know great side <laughs> characters are awesome. You're just like, Oh, you're just like the best support Thank for you the for best person. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it's like, yeah, I like you a lot more than the main character. Yeah. Um, often. Nine times out of 10. But he, uh, he's great. He makes the book really well. There's also a lot of like great quirky side characters. They're awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really loved it. Um, it was something kind of in my life. It was kind of important. I mean, I, I've dealt with a lot of like grief in my past, but I've also like moving forward and moving on with my life. I felt very stuck in the moment when I was reading this and I was kind of like, honestly, I wasn't even looking for a book like this. It's kind of weird. I was in a very big Paris phase. And so I was just buying anything and everything, to, <laughs> like all books and stuff that said like Paris or had any mention of like France at all. And yeah. so I just like, I was like, oh, it has an Eiffel Tower on the front page and Bye. Paris in the name. <laughs> so I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> But it turned out to be one of my favorite books. It just, it's so, it takes you on an like a emotional roller coaster for sure. And yeah, I, I think it. a lot of books these days, like I'm really bad at reading a lot of like YA fantasy, but I think there's, it's hard to find a book these days that's like puts you in that emotional state and gives you like that emotion. And it's really nice to kind of dive into those and feel those and like read that and be like, wow, this feels so relevant to my life. Not only like on the page and their experiences, but like what I go through and like what I understand, um, you know, like what the character's going through. And that's, that's a really good book and a good author, you know? Yeah. I, she has another book. Where is, oh, I'm sorry. The Little French Bistro. And I haven't read it yet, but I'm excited to read it. So I'm, I hope it's kind of got the same, maybe not like depressing and sad but like Not kind of the crying. same vibe yeah. <laughs> yeah um oh no at the end of this book I was just like in Stopping. tears yeah. just like she had such a great husband and he was just like he didn't show up what an asshole like I was just like <laughs> this yeah so um Kristen's a big book crier for everyone I am listening. I'm just a big crier in general yeah. <laughs> so like I see cry. a cute like I see like a cute dog video and I'm just like in tears you're like, or, like from new girl <laughs> yeah pretty much oh man that's so funny I'm not a big book crier so that's funny I have to I still haven't read this book but I definitely do need to read it and I'll be interested I'll let you all know at the end if I cry because I don't cry in books hardly ever I'm like "Mm, poor thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a little unfortunate (laughs) but glad it's not me (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm there's a couple books that have really really made me cry but yeah I'm not a big crier in books so that's funny yeah I would say probably this one definitely made me cry I know I gave you a list of books 
all of them the horse whisper are all of them were like you're gonna cry well probably not 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 the born in series we're gonna go over but like um the horse whisper definitely I was like an emotional wreck after reading that book it was like it was just so heartbreaking and like the whole if any of you have either read it or seen the movie like the horse whisper is just like even the movie is just like an emotional roller coaster and it just like oh it's just like oh my gosh it's it's a lot um but it's really good also also side note. yes <laughs> is it my turn yeah okay <laughs> yeah you could go sorry okay, like, that's, that's all I have to say about that one but what about you what's your favorite standalone um so my favorite standalone is uh a romance novel I guess or fiction I guess she writes fiction technically it's by Aline Hildebrand Ellen I don't know how to say her name and close enough yeah close enough <laughs> put it in the show notes yeah <laughs> you guys can like look at it on your own so Elaine Hildebrand is a pretty popular author um if you've ever like walked into the book section of any store ever like Target or Walmart or what have you um she has thousands of books they always have like a light blue cover and she has a, a million of them but uh I really do like her as an author she's one of those ones where her books are really casual and quick reads but they dive into a lot of deep things like you know family issues and grief and um you know deep romance and all that so I really do like her as an author I definitely recommend but this one is probably my favorite book of all time I got this as a gift years ago and read it I've reread it a couple of times but the first time I read it it just really stuck with me and I was like okay this is a big favorite but it is about a girl named Adrian she spent the past six years working for hotels in exotic resort towns with a deadbeat boyfriend she breaks up with him and decides to move to Nantucket a lot of her books are set in Nantucket I think she lives there (laughs) so she like moves yeah definitely (laughs) she moves to Nantucket and is looking for a job in the hotel industry because that's all she really knows and she ends up getting a job at a restaurant because that's the only place that anyone will offer her job all the other ones are full for the season so she gets offered a job as the front manager of a restaurant called the blue bistro and it's like the most infamous infamous restaurant on the island and it's their last season um, that they're going to be open so they're like closing and nobody knows why and nope and everyone's like very sad about it so she ends up kind of meeting the restaurant manager owner his name's Thatcher and his partner who's the chef is named Fiona so the two of them own the restaurant and they're like closing but like I said nobody knows why and so she instantly kind of feels this attraction towards Thatcher and they start a relationship and he sort of teaches her the ins and outs of the restaurant business and it's kind of a funny just like I don't know coming of age story about (laughs) professional unprofessional romances I guess like workplace romance but it's really funny um so they go all over town and eat tons of great food and learn all about the restaurant industry and there's still something in the back of her mind about why they're closing she still hasn't figured out why and him and Fiona have this weird relationship like why are or why are they closing the bistro and also like have they ever been together and she's not sure like nobody can answer whether they were dating or not and come to find out like Fiona's really sick they didn't ever date they were just really good friends and but she they had like made a promise to each other that if she died and she didn't like meet anybody before that they would get married so they like a friendship pact so he ends up marrying her right before she dies like on her deathbed and Adrian's like I don't know if I can be with you after all of this like you kind of lied to me and didn't tell me what's going on and so they end up like breaking up for a little bit and then spoiler alert at the end they end up back together kind of so the book just ends they meet the first time at breakfast he's like come to breakfast and do an interview and then the book just ends with them saying like let's go to breakfast so kind of a fun romance novel fiction novel I guess so I really uh I really enjoyed this book when I read it the first time I was living this kind of life where I was like traveling a lot, moving to different jobs and things like that. I was working as a wrangler on a dude ranch in Colorado. And I felt like I was just living that life as like a tourist adjacent staycationers. I don't know what it's called, 
permacationers where you know you were like living in a tourist town but you you're not a tourist so I like really resonated with that and was like this is my life and is this what's gonna happen to me when I get like 22 or whatever when I graduate college and everything and so it was one of those like wow I can really relate to the character moments and it felt like such a genuine relationship and you know all the things that she goes through I was really feeling that at the time when I read this so it kind of became one of my instant favorites it's a really short read it's really really easy to read I guess um you could say but I'm it's yeah huge favorite I love endings like that like yeah, where you're yeah. talking it's kind of like make up your own ending like yeah how do you think they ended up like yeah but it kind of leaves it in a nice little state like that I love endings like that. I hate it when it's always like sometimes I mean yeah sometimes you're like oh wrap it up in a bowl it's like perfect yeah. <laughs> but then other times you're like no I'm not feeling that like it gets kind of old and then sometimes you're like yeah like I like this kind of weird yeah like it's up to you make your own decision I love endings like that yeah, this was a good one too, because it kind of ends where like, yeah, Fiona died, they closed the restaurant and they just sort of like walk off into the sunset in no particular way, you know, and they hadn't really like made up, but they sort of said they were getting back together. And it was one of those things that just felt like really real to me. I was like, yeah, this could have happened in real life. And, you know, this could have been a real relationship and it didn't feel that like cheesy romance and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's a huge eye-opening experience, you know, being in that realm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. definitely. Well, it's yeah. on my list. It's definitely a good one. <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of my top favorites for sure. What's I'm excited your... to read it. Yeah. Our top threes. Top threes. Yeah. So we sent each other a list of like our top three reads and Kirsten sent me the Little Paris bookshop. I sent her the Blue Bistro. And I think my other ones I sent her were Crescent City and the Raven Boys. So mm-hmm. What did you send me? I sent you the Little Paris bookshop, Horse Whisper, and the Born, in, Born of, sorry, Born of series. Speaking of series, what's your favorite? Uh, the Porno series. Okay. <laughs> um, so this series is by Sherilyn Kenyon. So the series is actually really long, but the, it starts with three books. It's kind of like a series within a series kind of a situation. So the first three books are like the big main characters and then everything else is so like and everything else is kind of like all the backstory and some of the other like side, side characters and things that you meet and their stories and yeah what happens to them, what has happened in their past and things like that. But so the first three books are uh, Born of Ice, or I'm sorry, Born of Night, Born of Fire, and Born of Ice. And they're by Sherilyn Kennedy. She writes a lot of romance, would be more hers, um, fantasy, paranormal, romance kind of situation. This is more sci-fi. This wouldn't be considered paranormal. I don't, there's no like vampires or werewolves or anything like that. It's definitely sci-fi because it's like a outside universe, high fantasy. She's great about building worlds which is really nice so um, she gives explanations of things she doesn't just kind of like oh this is this and that's it you know there's no she's very clear on building her worlds and who fits in where and you know how things work so but basically so starting with born of night it follows kind of the big main character he's kind of the big badass of all the series like the entire series (laughs) he's like no one messes with him his name's Nakirian he used to be an assassin for the league so the league is a kind of a government entity that controls everything so they control everything in this universe they have a bunch of assassins but anyway so he ends up actually getting out of the league of being a league assassin which is completely unheard of no one has ever escaped the league basically either they're dead or the league ends up killing them kind of a situation and so he's like the only person to actually escape and then he starts this like rebel force, I guess, to go against the league because the league is just 
getting super corrupt and kind of getting out of hand and um, killing everybody. And so they start the centella, which is Tim and like his, a bunch of his buddies, I guess. So like some old assassin buddies, some that were trained as assassins, some that are different like species from different planets. Again, that's like some of the side characters in the rest of the series. So Nikirian is hired to rescue this girl, Kiara. And um, she's like this famous ballet dancer. And it's funny because he's this like bit of badass assassin, but he loves ballet. And so he's like secretly fangirling, like fangirling over her because she's like this like famous like ballerina. And he's all like, you're amazing, but I'm big and tough. It's kind of funny. So he rescues her, brings her back to her dad. And then he, him and some of the other Centella are hired to protect her because um, her dad's like super high up. In the government and he's got like people after him well it ends up that they get attacked him and his buddies get her out and he takes her to basically like his place his like he owns a planet <laughs> he owns a planet because he's like super rich he's what a like, guy exis- i know he's book boyfriend for sure yeah <laughs> but he owns a planet he's like keeping her safe obviously they end up falling in love it's a romance it turns out that he ends up getting framed for kidnapping her and so when he brings her back to like her father they try to kill him she thinks he dies he fakes his death so that he can get away kind of a thing and then she thinks he's dead she finds out that she's pregnant (laughs) and then he comes back and she's like i wish you were dead it was like this whole thing and then he leaves and comes back they reconnect and it turns out that he's like some long lost prince or something um he had like a really bad childhood he was like sold by his grandmother um he was like sold by his grandmother because he wasn't like full he was half and half so he's like half human half other species and dorian is the other ones so he was like half and half and his grandmother hated him and so she like sold him to some crazy dude who like mistreated him it was like terrible so he has like the very like you know the very like morally gray character (laughs) we love that with a tragic backstory oh Oh, definitely like perfect book boyfriend definitely so i will say there is definitely trigger warning with these series there is a lot of talk of abuse and like sexual assault and things like that so if you don't like that definitely don't read these (laughs) um so just a trigger warning for sure so that's nick nikki well i call him nick because that's the rest of the series is Nick. It's a lot easier than saying yeah, Nick yeah, Kiri. And so that's Nick's series, Nick and Kiara's series, uh, or book, I'm sorry. And then after comes Born of Fire. So Born of Fire focuses around Sin and Shahara. So Shahara is a bounty hunter and she's like the best bounty hunter. So great, like badass women in these series. So all the women are like assassins or like warriors or like bounty hunters and super badass so that's always nice and good to see but she's hired to go find sin sin has like a lot of like backstory like his dad was like a what was he he was a serial killer and like a crazy dude and so sin tried to get away from him he like ended up going to medical school medical school and getting a great job he's a doctor he's like really smart he got married had a kid well his wife found out about who he was and then and like his past and who his dad was and she told the league and the league came in and like destroyed his life basically like yeah it was really bad so she the woman that he loved was just like I don't love you and you're I don't like who you were or I don't believe in redemption and so she just like took his son away it was like a whole terrible terrible moment it was so sad 
And so he's very, he's again, poorly gray, terrible, like tortured background. And so he like, doesn't have a relationship with his son at all. So that's kind of like his struggle is like dealing with like losing his family basically and not being able to control that. The Shahara comes in, she's supposed to take him and like, she's a bounty hunter. Well, spoiler alert, they end up falling in love. Wow. Um, And I know, (laughs) well, it was kind of, it's kind of a, not a sad story, but it's kind of like one of those that you're like, wow, that's kind of a dick move, dude. Like (laughs) she, she catches him and then turns him in, in the beginning of the book. And then she breaks him out and then she turns him in again at like the end of the book. It's like really sad. I'm like, that was rude, dude. Like that's mean. And so she like turns him in again, breaks him out again. And then he hates her. He's like, I don't like you because you, I ended up getting like tortured as like this horrible thing. Mm -hmm. And then Nick comes in and he's like, stop being an asshole. She loves you. Like get over it. Yeah. Like you don't know the situation she was in. And so they end up together. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's Born of Fire. And then Born of Ice, which is the third one is actually Sin and Shahara's son, so Devin. So this is set, obviously, farther, like, 20-some-odd years in the future. So there are some characters, like, when you're reading through the book, you're like, who, what happened to this character? Because you hear about them in the first two, but then there's, like, some things that happen, and you're like, how did this happen? Where did this person go? Who did this person meet? Um, You know, some random stuff like that, which are answered kind of in the in-between books, which is really nice. But yeah, so it's about Devin and Alex. Alex was blackmailed by the League to bring in Devin because he is Sin and Shahara's son. And so he's kind of got this big bounty on his head. He is a, oh, what do they call him? Uh, where they like bring cargo in and they're not, it's like not legal cargo. The black market? No. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, he just like flies a bunch of cargo around that like, is it supposed to go places that the league like doesn't want it to go and so contraband um something like that um i don't know what you're saying i don't know i can't remember what it is i'm anyways bear with me for later so she's like a smuggler that's that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) i don't know he's like a smuggler and he brings in like medical stuff for planets that the league has deemed they're basically trying to like steal the land and kind of things like that so he like brings he like smuggles in medical supplies and things like that well she's being blackmailed to like get information on him so she gets that information turns him in it's like a whole or she doesn't actually turn him in he kind of turns himself in kind of a weird thing but then he like gets captured and like tortured and she ends up like rescuing him his mom almost like tries to kill her because <laughs> like there's like this scene where it's like after he gets arrested and she's like walking off her spaceship and his like crewmate was like where are you going and she's like I'm gonna go get him I don't care what anyone gonna do if I have to steal his ship to go get him I'm finding him I don't care you know kind of a situation and his mom's like sitting there with like a sword and she's like what you just said just saved your life like <laughs> I was about to kill you because Shahar is a badass but yeah because like Devin's their only son Shahar wasn't supposed to have a baby and since Sin was a doctor he like there's all this like funky like sci-fi medicine within the books it's like you know just like yeah. random stuff you're like I really wish that was actually real yeah possible um, hmm. yeah seriously um and so he ends up like 
being able to like find some concoction that helps her like get pregnant so he's like the miracle baby but yeah so i mean it, they're a great series it's kind of a she she ties them in really well i always find it funny when you read a series especially if it's a long series and an author says one thing in one book and then just like you never hear of that it's just like something that you're like well i kind of want to to learn more about that or hear more about that she's really good about tying things in tying up loose ends bringing things together that were brought up in like three books ago um so it's really nice I really love her writing again they're romance novels so if you don't like that (laughs) don't read it don't read it um (laughs) but if you do like sci-fi romance things like that broody morally gray characters assassins so many assassins perfect combination it's it's a lot of fun it's a fun series it's definitely kind of one of those easier reads you don't really have to think about it too much when you read it the only thing that's difficult is pronouncing some of the names (laughs) but Nikirian being one of the uh, prime examples but it's great I mean it's a fun series it's one of those that's a fun little escape brings you into the world really easily yeah Um, it's always nice nice. when when there's a series yeah sorry uh it's always nice when there's a series that like connects really well like you feel like you're reading a series you're not just reading like three books yeah. there's a couple of them like I don't know if you guys have read the Curse Breaker series it's like a curse so dark and lonely that one every single book feels like very separate and it doesn't feel like like it's like okay yeah there's the same characters but it's not necessarily like the same book it's not the same book yeah. series so yeah I like that when there's a series that has you know like continuity to it and you're like oh okay so that makes sense that's that's what happened here and yeah I mean it's nice she yeah. just like she'll pull out characters and like side characters that you're like this guy's never going to be relevant and she's like I'm gonna make a book like she'll just like throw them into the series and it's great because a lot of their stories it's not the same story I mean a lot of times you're going to have the morally great character it's sci-fi it's romance so that's always going to be a factor but everyone's story is different everyone's backstory is different whether it's more tragic than others and everyone's kind of like arc is different funny stuff and entertaining and obviously romance yeah so, really well-rounded and assassins yeah assassins. it's fun <laughs> i no, love assassins if anyone can tell <laughs> i haven't read this one yet but it's on your list of recommendations so i'm excited to pick it up uh, i got a couple i went thrifting this last weekend and i got a couple of the spinoff series yeah thrift store so i'm excited to read those too i always I like when there's like more to read and it's not always the same characters and like just keeps on keeping on which is a lot yeah. of my favorite series there's a thousand books and you're like, okay, this is never ending. And that's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. A lot of her, she has a couple series and they're a lot like that. She has like two different series, but they're kind of the same, but not, it's like a dark hunter series. It's like demon hunters kind of a yeah. thing. Um, so there's that. And then there's a, like a dead man's cross series. Mm-hmm. So some of the characters in the dark hunter series show crossover. up. Yeah. Yeah. And like crossover into that. Dead Man's Cross is Pirates, which Ooh, pirates. Like that. I love Pirates. Um, There's not enough so of that in the, on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so great, though. I'm so excited. Uh, I She's just came out with another one, so I'm yeah. reading that one. It's on my TBR, but yeah, I mean, I love the series that kind of just go on, because, you know, yeah, sometimes you just need that. We just needed that, all of that. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's all the same universe, like the Grishaverse and all that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. 
That's awesome. I like that. I'm excited to read it. I yeah. I don't love sci-fi. It's probably like my least favorite of the fantasies, but yeah, I'm going for it. <laughs> I'm not a sci-fi person either. I've never yep. really been. I'm more like wizards and like Definitely. <laughs> I, I mean give me a good vampire come on now <laughs> yeah wizards vampires yeah. werewolves things like that i've i've assassins you should i mean again here they are you need but, to read um, throne of glass gosh come on i have it it's on the tpr i have so many That's books to read <laughs> both wizards and assassins so i mean and i hear they're dragons yeah so there's some dragons that's just a selling point right there yeah um, yeah so I'm not really a big like sci-fi person again I'm more like my fantasy is more like Lord of the Rings not necessarily like sci-fi but some of the things you're like okay it's all definitely right. sci-fi <laughs> but like like some of the medicine stuff and you're like Ooh, that would be nice this like, goes like Guardians of the Galaxy-esque is it something like that uh kind of yeah I highly recommend if you like sci-fi, if you like romance, if you like assassins, go Fantasy, for it. All of it. All the things. Fun. So what about you? So as I was jabbering on about mine, yeah. what about what's your favorite series? Oof, that's a tough one. I decided to go with the Infernal Devices. So um very similar to yours. It is Cassandra Clare's kind of Shadow Hunter universe. So this is on the timeline, the first series, it takes place in 1800s Victorian London. She has another series, The Mortal Instruments, and that takes place in like 2012 New York. There's a series after The Dark Artifices that are, are I literally never know how to say that one, <laughs> that takes place like 2016 LA, Los Angeles. And then she just came out with the second book in a series of Chain of Gold and Chain of Iron. I cannot remember the name of that series, but that one is kind of in between and I think I'm hoping fingers crossed I don't know I don't follow her enough to know that the those the 1800s kind of bridge in the gap with the 2012s I don't know if that'll ever happen that'll be a big gap but I I hope because that would be a lot of books but her first timeline which series, we love we love a lot of books yeah yeah like my hope is that she like bridges the gap of that like 200 years but my favorite one is the infernal devices so it's clockwork angel angel clockwork prince and clockwork princess and it follows the story of Tessa Gray. She is from the United States, or she's living in the United States, and her aunt dies. She crosses the ocean to Victorian London to meet her brother who's been living there and working. As she arrives on a ship, she gets kidnapped by a mysterious set of people. Their names are the Dark Sisters. They're part of a secret organization called the Pandemonium Club. She learns that she has the power to transform to another person so that she's not 100% human. There's a guy named the Magister. He's a shadowy figure who runs this whole club and is wanting to claim Tessa's power for her own. So she's kind of alone, doesn't know what's going on, can't find her brother, and being tortured in this like house when she first arrives um, in London. And she's, I think she's like in her early 20s, so she's still pretty young. She soon gets rescued by the infamous Will Herondale, <laughs> who's like one of my favorite book boyfriends, such a good guy. And he takes her to the Shadowhunter Academy in London. So there's a lot of like politics there and kind of character development with him and his best friend, Jem. And so they're Parabatai, which is like essentially blood brothers and both Will and Jim fall in love with Tessa at the same time. And they don't know it. So they don't know that each other like loves her. And she kind of finds out more about her powers and what happened in her past. Uh, and they're all sort of hunting down, figuring out who this magister is. She gets kidnapped by him because he's so obsessed with her and all these things. And Will and Jem go to save her yada yada and so you kind of find out 
throughout the whole series that uh, her brother has been working with this guy the whole time. And so the Magister is human, spoiler alert, and sort of had interactions with warlocks and the like shadow world in his lifetime. And got really obsessed with like the wizarding, like wizards, not wizards, sorry, warlocks, got really obsessed with like magic and all that kind of stuff and wanted to recreate that. So he creates these like clockwork robots. And so this is in the 1800s. So it seems very like new age that he like makes a robot in the 1800s and they're sort of I think they're powered by magic I can't, it's been a while since I've read the series so I can't remember exactly what happens but they come and like attack and kidnap her and he has this army of robots and he wants to attack London and you find out that her brother is working with the magistrate magister and he's been allured by all the magic as well the magister originally thought her brother was the magical person like the warlock and it was his sister and so she's really kind of thrown into this underworld of demons and vampires and werewolves and all the things and that's the kind of that and these shadow hunters who are half angel half human and in the same time there's the love triangle i actually do not like love triangles but this is the only one that i like hate them huge huge not fan of them so this is kind of the only one that i enjoy and they sort of fall in love throughout the series her will and gem and so about i think it's about halfway through the series gem is Jem proposes. Jem is dying of a disease, that uh, some sort of demon disease. And so we know throughout the whole book that he's like weaker than Will and he's sort of dying throughout the whole thing. And he proposes and she says yes anyway because she loves him and in a different way. And at the end, he gets turned into a silent brother, which is essentially like a shadow hunter monk and gets preserved. Like his body is basically preserved. So he's alive, but he can't speak and can't have like a normal life and so she breaks off the engagement and falls in love with will and Jem goes to like live his life but it prolongs his life and she's a warlock so she lives forever Duh. those are the rules <laughs> so she lives forever so this is why i like the love triangle because at the end of the book of this like series her and will are together and like they're living their happy lives the next set with chain of gold and chain of iron is about her children and then after that it's like other people way far down the line but in the end of the mortal instruments they end up together so tessa and and gem end up together sort of 150 years later so she gets to be with all of them which is like the perfect love triangle i really like that yeah <laughs> that's literally the the perfect trope and so yeah i really i enjoy this book because i I have always loved the Shadowhunter universe. I read City of Bones when it came out in like, I think 2012 and never finished the series, but remembered really liking it. And I think I was, I don't know, a sophomore in college. <laughs> so I read the, the City of Bones when it came out and then sort of dropped the series for a little while, picked up the Dark Artifices when I was in like 2018 and was like, I think this has something to do with the Shadowhunter universe, but I'm not really sure. Dove headfirst back into the Shadowhunter universe, read those three went back and read City of Bones and all of the mortal instruments and then went here and read The Infernal Devices. And this one really felt to me like it wasn't part of the Shadowhunter universe in a good way. I really loved that it was so much like magic and mystery and a lot about like warlocks. There's a lot of politics. Again, a love triangle that I don't like, but it, it was it was a very like magical book in a very different way than the rest of the universe. And I like Cassandra Clare's writing. I think she does a really good job of describing things. She builds really good characters and she does a lot of that tying everything together. So this is another universe that has quite a few series series inside the universe. And yeah, it's probably one of my favorites is, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah, it's pretty good. Nice. Yeah, yeah I've read City of Bones, but yeah. I haven't. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> this is one that's like, I think, of the people who have read the entire series, like have read the entire universe, I feel like The Infernal Devices is everybody's favorite. Like everybody loves Will Herondale. Everybody, you know, like loves these three books. I think The City of Bones is really long. It's six books. Or sorry, The Mortal Instruments is six books. And so I think some people get like intimidated by that. Maybe don't finish all of it. But I really, really liked these because it's so like historical and timey. And there's lots yep. of, you know, magic and twists and turns. And 
it's really interesting. Definitely recommend yeah. that one. Yeah, I have it. I, again, haven't read, to read it. it on the TBR. <laughs> I, like I said, I read City of Bones and I liked it kind of. I mean, the ending was yeah. weird, but <laughs> I mean, it's weird, but it's fine. I haven't read the other ones, so I don't know the entire oh, series, yeah. but I've, I've heard really good things about this one. And so that's something that yeah, I'm you can read, to read. This is a good one too, because like you can read these three and not have a clue about what's going on in the rest of the universe. But I read The Dark Artifices or whatever that series is about Julian and Emma. And there are so many hints as to like what happens in the Mortal Instruments. And I remember reading it being like, mm, I should really get the Mortal Instruments and read that first because I think I would understand what's going on. But yeah. I didn't. And then I read the Mortal Instruments afterwards. So I, this is a good one because you don't have to know what's going on to like hop into this universe you know what I mean yeah that's kind of nice sometimes it's like it's kind of nice to have those where you're like I kind of want to read this author like I want to see if I like them or like like their series but I also don't want to like read 12 read 50 books (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, like just so I have an idea I'm gonna read nine books yeah there's another like a there's a spin-off book so she has a series of three and they're about three side characters and one of those side characters is Jem and that's a really good one too once you've read all of them that like kind of brings everything together and it goes through the whole time period which I really liked that but it does sort of you know it sort of spoils a lot of things so that's a good one to kind of read at the end if you want to just learn all about everything that happens ever read that whole book <laughs> and you'll get a little snippet of all three ish series is series I don't know what the plural is theory theory <laughs> series all of them yeah I love that I that's really fun. I love the long series but sometimes you're like maybe just a duology or like a yeah, standalone <laughs> just go for like two that's totally fine with me yeah it's also nice like I found with like the born up series like I can step away from it and then come back to it and still like dive right into it and be like fully engaged yeah. which is nice because sometimes I feel like if I like step away from the series it's sometimes hard for me to yeah. come back I'll start reading it and I'm like well hmm. do I really want to like am I invested reading no. this like yeah. should I <laughs> but it's always nice when you can just like pick it up and pick up where you were. Yeah. And this series is a lot like that too. Like, I don't know if, you, I mean, you'll know when you read it, but I remember reading it and distinctly being like, what book am I reading? This, <laughs> what book am I reading? And I like flip back and I was like, oh, this is okay. This is Shadowhunters and Cassandra Clare. Hmm. Cause it was so, it's so different than all of her other books. I think I didn't, I haven't read um, the chain of chain of series I have those two books I haven't read those yet so I don't know how different it is but I just remember being like wow this is so different than like the mortal instruments and the other one and I had to like turn back look at the cover and be like okay this is what I am reading because it's so easy to get lost in that book and forget you know what it's about I guess you yeah know what I mean yeah what Which is your nice. um obscure book recommendation of the week so we're gonna start this oh. thing where once a week we give you guys kind of an obscure book recommendation of some things you don't see on Instagram, Bookstagram, or TikTok that we enjoy. So what's your obscure book recommendation of the week? Putting you on the spot. My obscure book recommendation is The Perfume Collector. Yeah, we just feel like we've been, so if you guys listen to all of our other episodes, but if you haven't, we're pretty active on TikTok and Bookstagram and Instagram. And we wanted to kind of showcase a lot of things that you're not seeing on the regular interwebs because I think there's a lot of really good books out there a lot of really good authors and indie authors smaller authors and obscure books that you're not seeing all the time over and over again so we want to kind of do this thing where every week we give you guys an obscure book recommendation yeah Go so something you probably won't see on book talk or bookstagram <laughs> because it's been getting better but like when I first started I was like okay we've got like 
at Qatar and Throne of Glass <laughs> and, you know, a couple other ones, but Cruel Prince, you yeah, know, there's like five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's kind of nice to see ones maybe that aren't either in the YA genre or you know, maybe just random different ones that you're like, I didn't know if I would like that one. I read it and I loved it. So, yeah. So I would say my obscure book recommendation is The Profibi Collector. Um, it's by Kathleen Tesoro. Basically, it follows these two women. One woman finds out she inherits all this stuff. And then another woman, it's a kind of like a dual timeline, back and forth, kind of talking about each character kind of a thing. One character finds out she gets all this money and an entire estate from this lady in an apartment and all these things. And then the other side follows the lady who gave her all of that. And it follows her through, it kind of describes her life in three different scents, like three different perfumes. Um, Cause she was like one of those rare individuals had a very like refined palette. And so she helped develop perfumes, but it just kind of tells her life through um, three different scents and the transition in her life and um, how things change. It's wonderful. I love it. So highly recommend. What about you? I like that. Um, I'm really, I haven't read that one yet, but the cover looks really pretty and the description sounds really good. So I am going to pick that one up. It sounds nice. My obscure book recommendation is The Immortal Rules by Julie Kagawa. It's a series. So sorry. It's a three book series, The Blood of Eden. It follows a girl named Allison. It's post-apocalyptic kind of urban fantasy. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those ones I picked up randomly, read a couple of years ago, and I just realized it was a series and (laughs) <laughs> only read the only read this the immortal rules and then realized it was a series and i just re or i just totally read the entire series this past summer so it follows a girl named allison she lives on the outskirts of town um it's post-apocalyptic and the people that run the government the world the universe essentially are all vampires and then there's a few humans left so it's the walking dead meets vampire diaries let's go with that something kind of similar to that and that. um yeah it's an interesting it's a really interesting read so she is a human and she kind of lives on the outskirts of town in what they call the fringe. She's poor and always looking for resources and she they all live in like gangs. And so they go outside of the fringe into essentially the abandoned part of the city where these rabbits live and they are zombies, but World War Z zombies. So they're like quick. So they're vampires who are people that were tried to turn, they tried to turn them into vampires and they turned rabbit. And so they live out there. If you get scratched by one, you get turned in one and you die or you die vice versa and so she goes out there finds this trove of food and is like i have to go get it and while she's coming back she gets attacked she has to make the decision of whether or not this mysterious stranger can save her life and turn her into something she hates which is vampires or she wants to die and so the series kind of follows her um, throughout her decision and what she makes and all the like adventures she goes on living in the fringe and following that sort of synopsis i guess that's an interesting one nice that sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah I haven't heard of that one, but that sounds great. Yeah, it's um, pretty obscure. <laughs> zombies, vampires. Zombies, yeah, vamp- zombies and vampires. It's pretty good. Julie Kagawa re- writes quite a few series. I've seen some of them pop up. She writes the Iron Fae series and Talents and a couple other things. But yes, I really like that. It's probably, I from what I've seen, it's probably her least popular series, but it's so good. It's really, really good. Yeah, I'll have to read it. Add it to the TBR. Yeah, definitely. What are you reading currently? What am I reading currently? I'm reading Siege and Storm. It's part of Grishaverse. So it's the second book after Shadow and Bum. Yeah, I'm working through it. How's it going? (laughs) So we 
read a book last week and so I'm getting back into that one yeah. so um yeah so far so good I have like 10 pages in so okay, I have not very far in, <laughs> like at all <laughs> so Fair. we'll get back to that one but what about you what are you reading now uh, I'm reading Legendary so it's the second one of the Carval series by Stephanie Meyer Stephanie Garber so sorry Stephanie Garber the second one of the Carval series so this one is about Scarlet and Tella their sisters in a magical carnival universe and this one is about the first one was about Scarlet this one's about Tella so I'm excited. Nice. I'm also only about 10 pages in, but I really like the first one. I'm ready to dive headfirst into the second one. Yep. Awesome. Exciting stuff. Any announcements? Anything? No. Come Follow up. us on the gram. We just started a TikTok. We started a bookstagram. And over the next couple of weeks, we are going to kind of dive into Shadow and Bone. That's why Kirsten's finishing it. We'll talk a little bit about Six of Crows. Um, we'll go into the show. We're going to do some things about Blood and Ash and serpent and dove is next yeah serpent and dove is next that'll that'll be the next episode um yeah we're talking about blood and ash and some book boyfriends and we'll go into some of our favorite female characters over the next few weeks i'm excited about that one that'll be fun yeah i'm ready for that one (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you guys for making it this far we really appreciate it we will see you next appreciate it yeah right well thank you bye Thank you for listening to the Bookish Banter podcast this week. We would appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave a five-star review. Thank you once again, and we'll see you all next week.